Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello, and welcome to Senior Care Live, where our mission is to provide you the information, education, and resources that can truly help you when caring for an elderly loved one. We provide you the facts in an educational way, and there is no other program like it. And let me tell you what, I'm really, really proud of that. I'm Steve Keeker, president of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks for joining me here today. I really, really appreciate it. And as always, if you have questions about the program or how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331. 6445 again 1-800-331-6445 and don't forget to visit online at senior care live that's l-i-v-e senior care live.com and if you do visit online be sure to connect with us socially on facebook and twitter you know we do a lot of communicating on social media so don't miss out all right, so last week's program was just really interesting. It was kind of a special uh, episode because we totally focused on the subject matter of elder law. And, wow, seriously, I asked Bill Hammond some questions that he could literally take an hour to answer, right? So we we – but we, we just touched on a lot of the highlights and, and, uh, and, and by the way, Bill Hammond is the president of KC Elder Law. Uh, Bill, thanks again for being on the program. It was excellent. We had lots of great feedback. Uh, but I'd like to just begin this program with a quick recap in case you missed it or if you haven't been able to go back and listen to the podcast. Wanted just to provide a, a brief recap of some of the key points that we discussed last week. I just think it's that important. So I just wanted to take, uh, a few minutes here today to do that. So uh, the first thing we talked about, what is the difference between estate planning and elder law? So uh, estate planning addresses what happens when you pass away. And very, very important, elder law addresses what happens when you pass away, but also what happens if you don't pass away, but if you get sick along the way and you require expensive long-term care. So how do you plan for that, and how do you pay for that? What happens if you don't pass away but you become incapacitated? Uh, just uh, what, are, what are you going to do? And this is what elder law addresses. So it's very thorough, very comprehensive, and I thought that was a great uh, way to differentiate the two because many times uh, those two terms are used interchangeably, but they should not be. All right, what is the difference between a power of attorney document and a durable power of attorney document. So, and I thought this was, a, a, again, a very succinct way to put this. A power of attorney document is only valid when the person granting the power of attorney is competent. All right. A durable power of attorney 
document is valid even if the person becomes incompetent or incapacitated. So does that make sense? I guarantee you the vast majority of people do not know the difference. And uh, again, I've heard it a thousand times. People use those two terms interchangeably, but they are very, very different. So what do you have? Do you have power of attorney documents or do you have durable power of attorney documents? If that got your attention, uh, you need to get that corrected immediately or changed immediately. All right, there are two types of power of attorney documents. One is for health care matters, and then the other one is for financial matters. Now, they can be combined together to cover both health care and financial matters. But frankly, uh, and Bill explained this very well, again, most people separate them because they want different individuals handling health care matters and maybe a different individual handling financial matters. So uh, like in my case, you know, my wife is a registered nurse and she would probably, if you had to choose between the two of us, I would choose her for a health care power of attorney and uh, I would probably choose me for the financial power of attorney. I think it's just a better fit for both of us. So you can separate them, uh, but uh, and some people have them together. Most people prefer to have them separated into two separate documents. Okay, a one-page power of attorney document is almost completely useless, has no power at all. A document that says you can do anything and everything is absolutely not specific enough at all. Now, an excellent power of attorney document could be 20 pages long, citing you know many specific examples of when you can exercise your power of attorney. So this is what you get from a quality elder law firm such as KC Elder Law. No one-pagers coming out of KC Elder Law. We're talking 15, 20-plus pages, uh, very, very thorough and comprehensive. We also learned that just because you've been married for decades, uh, you do not have the authority of making decisions for your spouse. Well, I know what my wife wants, or I I know what my husband would have wanted me to do. No, unless you have a properly executed legal document, a power of attorney document, you cannot act or speak on behalf of your spouse. doesn't matter how many years you've been married. Did you know that? (laughs) I guarantee you, most people probably do not realize that. Also, this is this is huge. We spend a fair amount of time on this because it's just so important. Your power of attorney document expires when the person granting that power of attorney passes away. So I can't tell you how many times I've talked to someone and they said, oh, well, you know, after dad passes, I can you know, I can sell the house. I can deal with the car and the bank accounts because I have power of attorney. I'm like, no, 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 no. When your dad passes away, that power of attorney document expires. And then it rolls to the next step, which would be a will or a trust. Okay. And speaking of that, if you do have a last will uh, uh, in testament and you pass away, did you know that the will goes to probate court? And this would cause delays in settling the estate. And it also would include expensive legal fees. Did you know that? I, I don't think most people realize that. However, if you have a trust, a trust does not 
go to probate. A trust avoids probate, therefore avoiding the delays, avoiding the legal expenses, and uh, and it's just a better way to go. So for, for most people, maybe not for everyone, but for most people. So a trust, and by the way, a trust dictates how your assets will pass at your death. So it's a great uh, substitute, and frankly, I think a more efficient way to pass your assets at death. It avoids the probate uh, courts and all of that delay and cost, legal cost. Now, another question, can someone with cognitive impairment, such as Alzheimer's disease or one of the many types of dementia, grant power of attorney or authorize other legal documents? And the answer is, of course, it depends (laughs) because it's not a yes or no. It really does depend. And, you know, a, a person must be able to demonstrate legal Capacity. So they must have periods of lucidity where they clearly understand. They have to demonstrate that they understand what you're discussing and what they are agreeing to and what they are signing. So if they don't know what day it is, who the president is, or that this is your son or daughter sitting next to you, you do not have legal capacity. You're not signing anything. But even if it's just a period of lucidity, okay, that legally, now that's uncomfortable, but there, that's a, a period of, of legal competency, competency, and you could push it that far. I would not push it that far. Uh, if there's any sign of, of memory loss, cognitive impairment, I would get your legal documents and affairs in order, ASAP. Right. So and many times if a person is just too far along and too far declined, okay, you're you're kind of stuck with your current legal documents uh, or you would have to petition the court for guardianship and conservatorship. And again, uh, there you go with a a lot more fees, a lot more costs. And guess what? The court may not grant you guardianship or conservatorship. Okay, Uh, that sometimes that could be a real mess. All right, so the moral of the story is if there's Alzheimer's or dementia or a stroke cause, some, some memory loss, it could be anything, get your legal affairs in order before it is too late. And I thought that was a very powerful point that we made last week. Uh, we also discussed the importance of Medicaid planning and asset protection strategies. Uh, there are some major differences in the laws between Kansas and Missouri. One is not better than the other. They're just different. So it's extremely important that you're working with someone who understands the differences and how to help you properly and to your best advantage and put you in the best position. Right? We talked about the importance of having a care contract and how not having a care contract could result in a significant Medicaid ineligibility penalty. All right. What's a care contract? It's basically an employment agreement uh, where where you're paying someone X dollars per hour a market rate for services rendered. It's it, without that, if you're and you're just trying to do the right thing, you're not trying to pull any funny stuff and you're paying someone to pay, to care for you without a care contract. Every five thousand dollars could cost you a one month Medicaid ineligibility p- uh, penalty. So you don't want anything to do with that. Get a care contract. And then finally, we discussed when someone should consult an elder law attorney. And I know that most of our listeners really enjoy, uh, really enjoyed this program focused on elder law. And I promise not to wait too long to discuss this very important subject matter of elder law again. We will do that in the near future and we will do that, uh, every so often so that, uh, we don't wait so long uh, to cover this important information. So hopefully that helped with that brief recap. And now,
On to the Senior Care Live question of the week. The Medicare open enrollment period begins on A, October 1st, B, October 15th, C, October 31st, or D, November the 1st. The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are always standing by to receive your call, 1-800-331-6445. And don't forget, this program streams live uh, online to any electronic device. Very simple. Go to SeniorCareLive.com. Click on the upper left-hand corner. There's a big button. You cannot miss it. It says Listen Live. You just click that thing, and boom, you're in business. It'll stream live to your phone, your tablet, your 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 laptop, whatever you have. It is really that simple. All right. Back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. And it's that time of the year, right? The Medicare open enrollment period begins on A, October the 1st, B, October the 15th, C, October the 31st, and D, November the 1st. And the answer is B, October 15th. So, and we are right around the corner, and we're going to be talking a lot about how important it is to uh, review your Medicare coverage. If you're going to consider uh, changing your coverage, this is the time to do it. And uh, so we're going to be talking a lot about that in the near future. But it's B, October the 15th is the first day of Medicare open enrollment. All right, so let's move on. There are so many radio programs that discusses, uh, they'll, they'll discuss the importance of planning, you know, planning, planning, planning. And I think the second somebody says, you need to plan, your brain just, my brain turns off. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. I, I've got it covered, right? So sometimes they feel like it's just, it's too overused of a, of a buzzword. But anyway. Planning is always a good thing. That's really the bottom line. And I'd like to share a couple of stories just very briefly here where some very good people did not ask the right questions. They didn't plan well. And their story could have been a disaster. I was able to step in and help them in a very difficult situation with my firm, Senior Care Consulting. I was able to help out, but uh, I, I think it could have been better, okay? So here's one. I worked with a very nice lady. Uh, she's doing her very best for her grandmother, but she forgot to ask one very important question. She chose a memory care facility for her grandmother You know, many years ago. Her grandmother received good care there. Right, and everything was great for a long time. However, one day, my client received a letter of discharge from the facility. They said, hey, you, you've got 30 days. You need to move your grandma out. And she said, oh, my gosh, what happened? Did we do something wrong? Uh, I mean, why do you want my grandmother to leave? And, uh, and they said, no, no one did anything wrong. However, 
your grandmother is just about out of money and we don't accept Medicaid. She forgot to ask, and guess what? They didn't tell her either. So here's the major issue. Her grandmother had spent about $350,000 of her own money, and now she's getting kicked out because she no longer has the ability to pay privately and they don't accept Medicaid. Now, I was able to work with this young lady and help her find a great place for her grandmother at the nursing home level, the Medicaid certified, and it worked out fine, but it's not what she wanted. And she asked me, she said, I'll never forget it. She goes, let me guess, if I would have worked with you in the first place, this wouldn't have happened. And I said, no, ma'am, it would not have happened because you would have known. And and, she, and I said, would you have wanted her to move after 350000 and move several years later? And she goes, no, I wouldn't have wanted her to move at all. And I said, then it wouldn't have happened. So uh, hindsight is always great, but the planning and asking the right questions, you, you, it has to happen. you got to do it. And most people don't know the right questions to ask. That's why the services with my firm, Senior Care Consulting, are so valuable. That's why, frankly, we are so busy. We're helping people through this uh, this highly specialized area. I worked with another couple recently. Uh, he needed a nursing home, and uh, and his wife was still fine to live independently uh, at home. They were very excited that they had purchased long-term care insurance uh, you know, many, many years ago, about 20 years ago. So I reviewed their long-term care insurance policy, like I always do, and I found that it provides a benefit of $100 a day. Now, and they're very excited that they had this. They thought they were covered. Now, twenty, excuse me. Now, a hundred dollars a day was a was a, a fine benefit twenty years ago. However, fast forward twenty years later to today, this benefit only pays about half of today's nursing home cost. Today, nursing home will cost them about. $200 a day. So here's the situation. The long-term care insurance will pay about 3000 a month for the nursing home. The nursing home costs $6,000 per month. So they're $3,000 a month short. And guess what? They don't have the asset base to pay that shortfall of 3000 per month. So guess what your other option is at this point? Immediately have to go into a division of assets and qualify him for Medicaid and here's what, and that's not what they wanted. That's why they bought the long-term care insurance. But guess what? They forgot to ask about one thing that I think is an absolute must. I'm just hardcore about this. You have to have the inflation protection rider because that $100 a day would be more than $200 a day uh, in current dollars, and then they would be set. But they didn't have it. The costs go up every year, and now they can't afford it. And boom, they're on, he's on Medicaid. And so he, they essentially paid 20 years worth of premiums for basically for nothing. They did not get the benefit out of it that they were wanting. So I don't share these stories to depress anyone or scare anyone. I share stories like these to impress upon everyone the critical importance of planning for your long-term care, getting advice from qualified experts, and being extremely prepared and asking the right questions. And frankly, this is why I created this very program, Senior Care Life, to help everyone in our community avoid some of these situations.
And so if you listen every week, you've heard me hammer on all this stuff time and time and time again. And that's why our listening audience, thousands and thousands of people listen to this program. And I really appreciate you. And I hear all the time how much people appreciate the information here. So stay tuned. Tell everyone you know about Senior Care Live. And, uh, and, and, and I appreciate your support. And I continue on uh, to, I plan on continue doing this for a very long time. All right. I'm going to shift gears now. And introduce my special guest today, Mr. Ryan Gamble with the Gamble team. Uh, Ryan, thanks for uh, coming back on the program, and thanks for being here. Thanks for having me back on, Steve. All right, so Ryan and his wife, Tanya, are the Gamble team. You can find them online at thegambleteam.com. Their phone number is 913-220-0818, and uh, they special, they're realtors, they're, and they're highly specialized in different areas. But, Ryan, we only have about a minute left. What are we going to talk about today? Well, first off, uh, again, thanks for having me on, you Steve. Bet. You bet. Today, um, uh, I'm going to shift gears and, and uh, talk a little bit about... Uh, What's happening in the real estate market going forward and what has happened uh, to get us where we are today? And it's going to be beneficial not only to your your senior audience, but anybody that uh, owns a home um, or is considering buying and selling. Um, there's a, some good information here, and uh, I think I'm going to shed some light on to really what what is happening and what the truth of the market is and where we're headed. As everything, everything goes in cycles, ups and downs and everything else. And I am really looking forward to in the, in the final two segments, hearing about these trends and where have we been, where are we at? And then and more importantly, if we can get a little bit of a glimpse into the future, what does that look like? So folks, stay tuned a whole lot more about real estate right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free. 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are always standing by. You can call in the middle of the night if you want. Uh, that's fine with me, one 800 Three three one six four four five, and if you ever miss uh, an episode of Senior Care Live, no worries at all. Just listen to the podcast after the fact. So, uh, give us a, a few days uh, into that following week. Go to SeniorCareLive dot com, click on the podcast tab, and you can listen to any previously aired episodes uh, just right there in the comfort of your own home at any time even in the middle of the night how about that or on the weekends whenever so uh, it's it's really that simple back to my special guest mr ryan gamble with the gamble team highly specialized real estate team ryan and tanya gamble can be reached at 913-220-0818 that's 913-220-0818 0818 or online at thegambleteam.com. And Ryan, I know that we've talked in the past about working in the senior market, selling a home that, you know, seniors lived in for decades, but you also work in just general real estate. You sell all types of houses. You even work in the luxury market. 
Yes, that's right, Steve. Uh, my wife and I uh, sell uh, both in Kansas and Missouri. We're licensed in both states. My mm-hmm. wife actually grew up in Missouri. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, so we're very familiar with both sides of the state line. And uh, really, quite frankly, all corners of the city. Uh, we've sold houses uh, over our 30-plus years in combined experience in real estate. And you know, we've been, you know, in my in my 10 years, um, you know, I've seen some changes in, in the market conditions. And I think, you know, what my goal here today is to help help the listeners uh, understand the truth of what's happening in real estate as we see it, as we see it today. Uh, I am going to talk about, you know, some, some data. And uh, although that can be boring, it's really important. And I, I hope your listeners don't tune out on this because there's some really good useful information that will help you make, and this is important, you make, the best decision for you and your family today, knowing and what's happening. Knowing some of these trends that you're about to share with us and some of these numbers could uh, could save our listeners or make our listeners thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. I would be tuned in very carefully uh, because this is great information. So uh, go ahead and kick us off here, Ryan. Yeah, sure. I'm going to uh, – I first want to talk about the market overall, uh, and that's the both Missouri – and the Kansas side across many counties that are in the, really, quite frankly, mostly in the listening area here. Yeah. It's what's in our Heartland MLS. And just look at, you know, what, what has been happening. And, you know, this has been a pretty outstanding year for real estate for people that have been selling their homes. And it's been the, a super hot market. Super hot. Yeah. And, and the good news is it's still a very good market. Uh, the important thing to understand is, the market is better in some areas and some price points and some types of properties than others. And there are some trends that are leading us uh, that you want to know so that you can make some decisions. Basically, we are probably at a, a valuation peak right now. And, uh, and we'll see with the trending here how things look across, across the metro. Now, uh, valuation peak meaning I can sell my house at, for top dollar. Yes, I think we're we're probably at the at the peak uh, for uh, for a while. Um, although uh, I'm going to explain some things and and a couple numbers here that are important. Okay. So we look at housing inventory, basically a number of houses that are available for sale based upon the the sales that are occurring, and I prefer to look at pending sales because that is most reflective of what is happening most recently mm-hmm. versus what you'll read in the newspaper. Uh, you're going to hear about sales, close transactions. Pending is really important, and you're going to hear a little different you know, different message here than what you might be reading in the newspaper. Well, and pending sales are offers in action and activity. Some of those will not go through. Some of them are contingent, and the contingencies fall through. But uh, I, I like I like the pending. Um, I, I like I like where you're going with this. Yeah. So um, uh, so here's really kind of what's happening. All right, we've had a really strong market. Uh, what we are seeing in the entire metro, and I'm going to get into some specific areas. Okay. And if you have a question about your neighborhood your home or your area or your town, reach out to me because it's different between Liberty than Lenexa or Overland Park or Leewood or Lee Summit. They're, they're all a little different. Real estate is local, but the trends are very common and very similar. 
but they're different in different price points in different areas. And so I'll kind of point some of that out. Okay. It is a seller's market when there is three months of inventory or less available. And by and large, in most areas, we've been in a seller's market. Exception to that would be in the luxury market. Okay. Okay. But let's, that's just the overall general. And we're starting to see the transition from a seller's market to a neutral market, which means that home inventory is uh, above three, but less than six. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to also share with you some examples of a market in the Kansas City metro in a very popular area in a very, you know, very popular price range where we're actually now, as of August, in a buyer's market. Wow. Okay. Shocker to hear that. You saw your neighbor's house sell yeah. in five minutes with 10 offers. Yeah. yeah. That's what's happened in some cases. This I've seen year, that in, right? my, in my neighborhood. Right. <laughs> I, right. It was gone in a day. Right. So the expectations uh, of, of, of the market are changing, and you're going to see this change as we go into fall, into next year. Um, and uh, so let's, let's talk about that. So overall in, in, in Kansas City, the entire, the entire listening area, um, pending sales are down comparatively to August. This is August of this year to August last year, down 32%. Hmm. This is coming right out of trend graphics reporting. Yep. And this is data that comes out of the Heartland MLS ultimately. So that is a sign of weakening. It's also pending sales. So, you know, you compare month of one year to the next, we're down 32% with as hot, a whole. With as hot as, uh, as the market has been, you would never guess that statistic you just shared. No, you wouldn't. Never guess it. Never guess it. But guess what? Days on market as a whole are still outstanding. The entire market in mm. Kansas City is 45 days in August. Okay, There was one month in the last year that was less than that, and that happened to be July of this year. But outstanding still. So the market's still brisk, but you're, we're seeing the signs of a change. Yep. And you're hearing it maybe here first, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not, but I'd like to think that I'm usually ahead of the game in this type of communication, I, I at least to my clients. I listen to a lot of radio. I, I check out a lot of reports, and I'm not hearing this trend reporting. So as far as I'm concerned, this this is the first time I'm hearing it. Guaranteed, it's probably the first time that most of our listeners are hearing this trend information. When I look at a lot of the information that I pulled, our August of this year has some very close similarities of December of last year, which mm. You know, the holiday season's usually the slower part of the market. Pretty low, right? yeah. Yeah, there's always, houses are always being sold, of course. But just kind of give you an idea. So what has the pending inventory, remember we talked about under three months, it's a seller's market, three to six months is neutral, above six, it is then a buyer's market. Well, we have transitioned as a whole in the metro based upon pending sales in August from a seller's market to a neutral market, and we're on our way possibly in the next year into becoming more of a buyer's market. Hmm. Okay? okay? So that's just important to know. That's the trend that's happening. Um, and I'd like to talk a little bit about a price range. Okay, so if we look at, you know, uh, average sales price in Kansas City, somewhere in the 200s. So let's look at the whole, one 150000 to three hundred. Well, again, we're seeing pending sales down 
almost 37% over August of last year, this year to last year. Mm -hmm. The average days on market. This is a hot area. There's, you know, this is where houses have been flying off the market, off, off the market in, in a matter of hours. The average days on market is still 30 days. That's outstanding. Yep. So if you got a house that you want to sell in this price range, it's still an excellent market. And we're seeing that this market as a whole transition to now a neutral market. So let's move into a really, uh, uh, another area. And again, if you're interested in your particular neighborhood, give me a ring. I'd be happy to sit down and, and, and show you this information. But let's talk about Overland Park, probably one of the hottest markets. Pending sales are down almost 20% in August compared to last year. Mm. Days on market still running um, at uh, 40 days, which is good. And, again, this is across all price points. We are now in a neutral market. From July to uh, to August, we went up a full month's worth of uh, available inventory. And I think you're going to see that to continue. Uh, let's talk about Overland Park, though, in the 150 to 300. And, you know, again, this is a tremendously hot market, okay? It's been one of the hottest markets. We are seeing pending sales um, going down. Now, again, not 40% over last year. So what you've heard is an argument in the market that there is an inventory out there. Well, frankly, there is. And the inventory levels are not driving the current changes. And we'll talk more about this as we transition into the next segment. All right. For our listeners, if you ever wanted a glimpse into the future, and I'm going to give you a, a concrete example of why you should call Ryan, stay tuned. Right after the break, we're going to get into a lot more information. Hold tight. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, one 800 331-6445. Operators are standing by. 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number anytime, 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. Back to my special guest today, Mr. Ryan Gamble with the Gamble team. They're a real estate team, Keller Williams Realty Partners. And if you want to reach out to Ryan, if he's getting your attention, we're talking about predicting the future. Here, okay, and and home prices, and and I have some real definite opinions on this, but do not delay. Call call Ryan and get your own customized report and information. Have Ryan and Tanya list your house and sell it at the top here before the whole thing goes down again. Nine one three two two zero zero eight one eight. Ryan Gamble can be reached nine one three two two zero zero eight one eight or online at thegambleteam.com. And, Ryan, this is fascinating information. If you think about it, what do you talk about in stock all the time? Buy low and sell high. Absolutely. 
And that's, if, that's always the goal, right? And if you're a senior and you bought your house, you know, 30 years ago, 40, plug in the number, 40 years ago, you bought it pretty low, <laughs> right? And now it's sitting here at the peak. And we're seeing trends to where after the peak hits, then we start to go down. And then it becomes a buyer's market. And that drives your price down. And it takes you a lot longer to sell. Why not sell it at the peak when houses are still selling in 30 to 45 days? I would sell my house in a second. I would rent an apartment. If I think I'm going to move anytime in the near future, uh, and I'm a senior and I'm thinking about independent living, assisted living, I would sell my biggest asset at the peak price, and I'd cash in on that thing. Well, yes, and I, you know, you have to do what's right for you and your family, and we can make the best decisions with the most information. You know, I, was, I talked in the prior segment about, you know, three months or less as being a seller's market. That's when you see houses appreciating. That That is a very strong upward push in values. The neutral market, which is where we're really in now, we're, we're in a neutral market in most areas and most price points. We're up to 4.3. What is that, 4.3? Um, yeah, we're we're definitely in a neutral market in 4. Kansas 8. City. Four point eight. Yeah, and that's not that's still good, by the way. Um, and and don't be alarmed, but it's, it's more, more of a neutral. neutral yeah. Yes, and so housing appreciation is is moderating. It's becoming normalized, um, and uh, we're on our way to possibly seeing a decline. A lot there are predictions on that. There are price points, and I, I'm going to recap over the park here. There are literally areas in Overland Park where home values have peaked and are in decline. Oh, wow! Can you believe that? No. <laughs> After you know you watched your neighbor's house sell in two days, yeah, and they were bragging about how many offers they got, yeah. Okay, it's it's here and and it's coming to your neighborhood soon, uh, probably. So those are things that I want to talk about. But so Overland Park, you know, very you know very popular area in the city. There are other great. Great areas on the Missouri side as well. I just used it as a great example because there's some good information here to look at. Yeah, yeah. So um, we're we're definitely seeing uh, a a pending sales slowdown uh, from this year to uh, last year. There um, in in the Overland Park as a whole, inventories are down a little bit, but I don't think inventory is really what's driving. Uh, the slowdown here. I mean, certainly in certain price points in certain areas, as you get into the lower price points, that's certainly a factor. But we are in a, we are in a slowing market in Overland Park. So just as a reminder, um, we are at about 3.8 months worth of inventory based upon pending sales. That is a neutral market. It's still leaning seller, but it's neutral. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but as you look at things differently, you go into different price points in Overland Park. So, you know, you buy a house in Overland Park. Well, it's there's not many in the 150 range in Overland Park, but right. there's a lot out there for, you know, between 400 and 600. That's a fairly reasonable price range that a lot of people are buying in. Well, guess what? Inventories are up over this time last year. Shocking, right? Right. That's amazing. And we have transitioned from a neutral market in July at 5.7 house, uh, months worth of inventory to now over seven and a half months worth of inventory. That happened quickly. It happened quickly, and it's a trend that I think you're going to continue to see. And let me put one of these other previous numbers uh, 
in in perspective. So you looked at you know you're talking about Overland Park right now, uh, the the KC metro area, and we're talking about 4.8 months of uh, inventory in August. Well, guess what it was in March, five five months ago, 2.4. Now it's 4.8. It doubled in five months. That is that's a solid trend, and it's going up. Uh, more steeply now. So th- this is, uh, this, it, again, if you can predict the future, it, you can, you know what to do today to take the best advantage in your own personal situation and make some money on your biggest asset. Why wouldn't you do that? Right. Would, uh, you know, this was, this was forecasted, um, well, about a year ago, I went to the top performers at Keller, uh, for Keller Williams nationally. And uh, Gary Keller stood up and said 2017 was going to be a down year in real estate. Start preparing for that. And, and you, it's happening a little sooner. Did you look at him and scratch your head like, what? Well, I was like, well, you know, um, let's hope we're not going to go back to where we were. And I don't think we are going back to. Yeah. I'm not certainly not predicting uh, anything significant. But there are normal normal cycles in the market in about every five years. Uh, there is a slowdown, but this is compounded. Of course, part of this is, uh, we might be seeing it occurring a little earlier because we are in election year. I'm not getting into those dynamics, but that yeah. is not helpful. Um, there are too other much things. uncertainty. There, there, there is. If you get one candidate, this might happen. You get another candidate, this might happen. And, and that causes people to kind of freeze and it causes lots of ripple effects and, and fluctuations in many markets. Absolutely. Um, you know, if we look at Overland Park, uh, you know, if you look at Overland Park from 150 to 300,000, um, you know, still, there's still inventory out there, but things are selling tremendously quickly at 17 days on market. Um, and, but we are approaching a neutral market. We're at two and a half months of, uh, pending inventory approximately. We're, we're seeing a trend upward and you can see that continue. Now, again, still great time to sell your house. But what you're seeing is a transition from a strong seller's market to a, a, for certain, a neutral market. And in a lot of cases across the metro, as we move into 17, I think you're going to see it in a buyer's market or leaning very solidly toward a buyer's market, which means that the appreciation is slowing or stopping and possibly some devaluation in values. Uh, those are things to be aware of. So now is a good time to get it, get things moved. If, if you're planning on selling, now's a good time. The other factor that's coming in here, interest rates. Ah. What are interest rates going to do after the election cycle? Where are they going to be next oh, year? Boy. Yep. They're still incredibly outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. But those are factors that are going to impact, um, home values and appreciation. Ryan, that was phenomenal information. Maybe the first time this information has been reported in our uh, in our region. Reach out to Ryan and Tanya Gamble, 913-220-0818. Uh, if you're even thinking about it, you need to talk to Ryan. You can also reach him online at thegambleteam.com. And Ryan, uh, be sure to say hello to Tanya for me, and uh, thanks for coming back on the program. You're very welcome, and Tanya says hello to everybody in, in our listening Excellent, excellent. All right. To everyone listening, I am honored that you spent part of your day tuning into this program. Thank you so very much. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. 
May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.